you for tuning in to Wicked Turtle Network Exclusive. Follow us on all social media and also click the link tree in the description of this video. What's up, Wicked Turtle Nation? Finally, the Duke is back on the Wicked Turtle Network. It's been a while. Um, some things have happened between the last time and this time. Um, some of the friends and fans that follow me know that I had had a situation physically with my hands and my feet and my mental. And um, I can let you guys know now that... Uh, Physically, I'm better than ever before. My vitamin levels are fine. And thanks to my good buddy, Paul, my mental has never been better. You know, my buddy, Paul, he says, you know, you should just come back and do some videos. And, you know, we come back and we started making some awesome content with Wicked Turtle. And we started doing What's Up Peeps again. And we had fun doing that. And we're, we're, we're cranking the awesome content out. And then, hey, man, can you put some Monday Madnesses up? We pump them out, and they're doing dope, and we're just having a real awesome time creating content together, and um, yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know, Wicked Turtle, that the Duke's Dive is 100% fully back on the Wicked Turtle Network YouTube channel. My audio will still be everywhere else that it was before, uh, maybe a day or two after the upload of YouTube, but... The Duke's Dive is 100% a Wicked Turtle YouTube network show. The main show will forever be a YouTube production. The best way to enjoy the Duke's Dive on a weekly basis is through the YouTube channel. So here's where I go ahead and say subscribe so you get all those notifications and click the bell so you know every time we upload. So you want to know when... It's time to dive into it. Um, with that being said, I want to familiarize you guys with um, the way I do things here. Uh, I've narrowed a lot of my wrestling down. I usually just cover uh, WWE Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and the pay-per-views and some intermittent uh, w just, excuse me, some pay-per-views, some indie pay-per-views here and there as well. Um, back when Sinclair fall, fell out in a the, the Tony Khan had bought Ring of Honor. Um, I was covering Ring of Honor before they stopped doing weekly stuff. And I am proud now to say that they are back to weekly stuff. They are uh, back with their weekly programming. And uh, I will be back to covering them too. So they're in the weekly fold. I'm going to drop NXT. I don't cover them on a weekly basis. Hopefully we can bring the coach in. And um, the coach and I will be covering some uh, WWE pay-per-views and some NXT pay-per-views, stuff like that, the big stuff. I'll bring him in as the big guns <clears throat> and do some good work. Um, but uh, but I digress. Yeah, so you guys know I'm back. This is the way it's going to go. So let's jump right into our week's worth of stuff here. 
First off, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to say rest in peace to Don West. Rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. Rest in peace to Lanny Poffo. Jerry Jared, I'm sorry about that. Um, these are the people who have passed away, the notable people that, you know, legendary in these business. Like Jay Briscoe, it's crazy to say that, put that name on that list. But, you know, these are the individuals who have passed away since I've do that, and I want to give them their due diligence, and, you know, I do want to say rest in peace to those guys. They've touched many lives in this professional wrestling business. I wanted to start off the, the dive by saying rest in peace to them, fellas. Wouldn't be the same business without you guys. So, um, <clears throat> let's jump into the uh, week's worth of content. The way I do it is I... I mentioned the stuff I like on the weekly intake of wrestling I've had that week. Um, if I didn't like it, if I really got to cover it, if I really got to say something, I'll say something. But other than that, it's just usually the matches I like, I write down, and I'll let you guys know about them too so you can go down and watch them for yourselves. Well, first thing I want to note is uh, is No Surrender. No Surrender happened on uh, February, I think it was about 27th, but the end of February there. And I'm going to run down the matches I really enjoyed. Yeah, there you go. There's the background. No Surrender. Happened February 19th. So that happened a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, the diet, the, you know, the Duke, it's, sometimes it's stale a little bit. But I wanted to give this pay-per-view its due diligence, ladies and gentlemen. Just real quick, I'm going to run through here. So No Surrender, we opened up with the pre-show. Giselle Shaw defeated Deanna Perrazzo. You know I'm big on Deanna Perrazzo head, but... Hey, Giselle Shaw's coming up. It's, she's uh, she's definitely one of the upcoming um, knockouts for Impact. You're going to see a lot of her, especially after this match. Then on the pre-show, I have no clue why this was a pre-show match. It baffles me that why they didn't put this on the um, actual card. Is Jonathan Gresham defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. It was an incredible match. Every time you get Speedball Mike Bailey... Uh, in that ring, you know, friend of the show here when we brought um, Vader Scott to PPW, you know, not to rub and grease elbows here and other, but uh, you know, hey, I have a friend of the show meet Speedball Mike Bailey and uh, Vader Scott, awesome people. And you know, Speedball Mike, he, he had a rough week this week, as we'll get into when we could catch up with actual uh, impact. Um, but yeah, on the actual show, Frankie Kazarian defeated Khan, you know, Khan from the Ascension. Big tall guy, the the real big tall guy, and doing excellent with the uh, the design on Impact. You gotta watch that stuff. Death Dolls defeated Hex. Steve Macklin defeated Brian Myers, Keith, and PCO. Mickey James defeated Masha Slamovich in a match that I think single handedly brought Trish Stratus back out of retirement because uh, Masha Slamovich bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Mickey James bit Masha Slamovich's tongue and. You know, Mickey Jane, or Trish Stratus seen that, and she said, hold, hold my beer, my friend, and figure this out. Anyways, then for the main event, we had Josh Alexander defeating Ritz Swan. Excellent match. Five-star quality match. Excellent stuff. So, we're going to jump into regular week stuff now. We're up to date. We have Raw from the 27th. of just the end of the last month here. We had uh, Jay Uso and Solo Sokoa defeating, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, the Street Profits. Excellent match, excellent stuff. And uh, 
like the like they said the the, the cracks in the uh, bloodline are becoming canyons or are they are they really um we had um Cody Rhodes defeating Chad Gable. Chad Gable, my man, has been on the chopping block. But what an excellent match for that. Right? You can put him on the chopping block, but he's showing you. He's still got a lot of hop left in him. That was a really good episode of... Uh, we had Becky Lynch and Lita defeating Damage to Control to become the tag team champions, too. The women's tag team champions. All in all, very good episode of Raw. We move into Dynamite from the first... We have Power Hobbs, House Hobbs defeating Action Andretti, A.R. Fox, Eddie Kingston, Commander, Kanosuke Takesta, and uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara in a Face of the Revolution ladder match. I know there was some talk on uh, the referees holding the ladder or whatever. I mean, but what what ladder match do you see that they don't in some way, you know what I mean, help it in some way? I don't know. Like, it's wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's... Have fun. Have fun. It was fun. Chris Jericho defeated Pretty Peter Avalon in a pretty fun but short match. It was cool to see Pretty Av- uh, Pretty Peter on the uh, on the big stage like that. Now, like uh, I was saying earlier, we're gonna move into the regular Impact stuff. We had Shane Haste, as you know, um, good Australian wrestler used to go by the name of Shane Thorne. We had him defeating Speedball Mike Bailey. Like I said, my man was also on the chopping block with uh, Chad Gable. Had a rough week this week. Um, we had Kenny um, King. Kenny King defeated Kenny Knight. I have Kenny Omega, so that's why I was a little confused. I don't know why in the hell I have Kenny Omega written down. I have Kenny Omega on the brain. Kenny King defeated Kenny Knight in a really awesome match. And um, she, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated the Motor City Machine Guns to become the Impact Tag Team Champions. And of course, I'm repping that Bullet Club for life. The only member of Smart Mark Alley to meet the leader of the Bullet Club, Cody freaking Rhodes. So I've met quite a few uh, Bullet Club members at this point in time. I've met and I've uh, been very acquainted with my man Ace Austin, and uh, I've met Cody Rhodes. I've met him. Anyways, let's talk about Ring of Honor. They're back. Ring of Honor is now back for weekly stuff, and boy, did they come up with a banger of an episode, and I'm really, really interested to see how they are able to bring the heat next week, and if they are able to bring this heat, because this was a pay-per-view quality show for a return to television taping. We have Mark Briscoe defeating Slim J, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defeating Sean Dean and Carly Bravo. We had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Christian Blake, or uh, Blake Christian in an awesome match. Uh, Blake went for a Fosbury flop, and um, Zack Sabre Jr. caught him in a cravat. Oh, my God. We had... Um, Christopher Daniels defeating Rohit Raju. And, you know, both of those guys, legends in their own right. But Christopher Daniels, a staple of Ring of Honor. So it was cool to see him do that thing and still be able to do it. On SmackDown for the third, we had Cody Rhodes 
having an in-ring encounter with Roman Reigns. Finally, that one-on-one encounter, you know. And uh, Roman, of course, played the card of, I'm Dusty's real kid, you know, I'm Dusty's kid, and you, he never talks about you, but there is some real heavy storytelling going on here, and I really think that Cody Rhodes is going to uh, be the key to bringing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together to take the tag team titles off of Jay and Jimmy. And uh, that's going into a little bit this week, you know, a little bit of a spoiler territory about the fact that um, Jay had uh, did turn his back fully percent on um, Sami Zayn. And um, as far as spoilers for this week goes, as of like, as of nine o'clock, Johnny Gargano is back on NXT. We were, uh, we know that we were going to see uh, Shawn Michaels and, um, excuse me, uh, Grayson Waller have an in-ring encounter, but Shawn Michaels come out and he announced his deal was Johnny Gargano is back at NXT and he's going to beat you up. So you heard it here on the, uh, well, maybe you heard it here first on the Duke's Dive, but as of breaking right now, as of about an hour ago, Johnny Gargano is back in NXT, and that's that's pretty exciting if you are a Johnny Gargano or an NXT fan. But it's also kind of interesting to think about, too. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, to end all SmackDown, my note on SmackDown, Solo Sokoa defeated Sami Zayn. Then on Rampage, we opened it up with Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castagnoli defeating John Silver and Alex Reynolds, Aussie Open, Top Flight, in a four-way tag team match. That was some good stuff. Of course, Raw, I mean, excuse me, of course, Rampage is not that long, so um, that's what I was vibing on that, that tag team match. So, um... With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's move in to meat and potatoes of this episode, AEW Revolution. I did a, uh, I did a predictions video. I have that loaded up here, and we'll go ahead and uh, see what the Duke thought, what his predictions were. What's up, wrestling fans? I wanted to come on here and do a quick AEW Revolution predictions video to throw into the episode of The Dive. Um, I thought it would be pretty fun. Just a real short video here. I'm just going to run down what I know is on the, the card, and I'm going to give my predictions. Right or wrong, we'll find out um, after Sunday. So... Just a quick rundown. We got Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. We got Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. The Acclaimed versus uh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. We got the Elite versus the House of Black. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho. And we got MJF versus Brian Danielson. Start things off, I'd have to say Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage in a buried alive match. I'm gonna have to go Christian Cage. I think he's gonna be the one of the uh, one of the only legends legends on the card here getting a W. Because next up, Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. I'm giving that to Ricky Starks. It's his time to shine. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. 
in a Texas death match. I'm going to have to give this one to Hangman Adam Page. John has already won too. It's time for um, Hangman Adam Page to show his medal. We got the Acclaim versus Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and then also Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. I'm going to have to say the Acclaim is going to pick up a Golden W on this one. We got the Elite versus the House of Black. I'm going to say we got new trios champions in the House of Black is going to kick some ruthless butt. We got Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho. My pick is Jamie Hayter. She's going to solidify her championship reign with this win. We got MJF versus Brian Danielson. Uh, I know people are going to probably say you're crazy. You're going against your guy Brian Danielson here. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? Are you alright? But I, I gotta go with what I know to be uh, on paper, you know, um, given. MJF is going to retain. Um, I don't think that Brian Danielson is going to be whooped like a government mule in the 60 minutes. I think it's definitely going to be a back and forth. And Brian Danielson will probably... For the majority of the match, have more falls than MJF, and then of course MJF will cheat his way to catch up, and then right at the very end, he'll see, he'll either pick he'll he will pick up another win and then then last minutes and retain. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's my AEW Revolution for 2023 prediction video. Let's see how I did. Let's see indeed. Let's do indeed see how we did. And if you're scoring that on uh, a points base, I do believe I got about a 62% off my predictions. So, um, going off of that, I did pretty good prediction-wise. I know I did get a couple of them wrong, and um, I completely forgot that the Gun Club was even in that tag team match, as you can see by my reaction. Now, I knew that for some reason that that tag I messed that tag match up, and I didn't even have in there um, the Samoa Joe and Wardlow match, but I did count on um, Samoa Joe winning that one. So you could either scrub that one, or you could call it a loss, or whatever you want to say. I was wrong either way on that one. But uh, let's open it up, ladies and gentlemen. AEW Revolution. We're going to open up here the on the pre-match. We had Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers defeating Josh Woods, Ari Davari, and Tony Nese, the varsity athletes. Great match. It was good to see Mark Briscoe in tag team action. And he was with the Lucha Brothers. Um, that was so super cool. Um, we opened up the actual pay-per-view, though, with Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho. I told you it was his time to shine, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, Ricky Starks. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs might be holding the face of the Revolution uh, Golden Sonic ring right now, but Ricky Starks is the one you're going to watch out for, especially if you watch that after Scrum. Boy, he's got a real connection with the crowd, that Ricky Starks guy. I was, of course, correct on this one. We had a Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and I'm going to say that this... Buried Alive match, or this casket match, ended the Jungle Boy. I think we're going to finally go ahead and finally call him Jack Perry from now on, moving forward. 
It's no longer Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's just Jack Perry. Jack Perry defeated Christian Cage in an awesome, awesome casket match. Um, it leads him to some speculation that the FTR has been planning. And, uh, spoiler alert, they're back. Um, they've been planning some uh, seeds for a uh, future match with Edge and Christian. Now, Nostradukas here is saying... Hey, I, I I think that might happen. So you watch your eyes on this one. You watch your eyes. You just believe me. You know you'd you'd say that Edge is going to leave WWE at some point. You he's attached to the hip at WWE. He's not going to leave WWE. I'm telling you, watch watch your televisions. You never know what's going to happen in this crazy ass wrestling world, man. Could be seeing Edge and Christian versus the Young Bucks versus. <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh my goodness gracious, the amount of masses they could have, FTR, wow. So yeah, let's go on and move on. We have the House of Black defeating the Elite, which I said was going to happen. Oh, I was wrong on that one other, yeah, Christian Cage, I was of course wrong, I said that Christian Cage was going to pick up the W. <clears throat> wrong on that one, Duke. Yeah, but we have the House of Black defeating the Elite, of course I was right on this one. Um... Brody King splashed a seated Kenny Omega and about busted the chair out from underneath of him. It was pretty cool. Good trios match. Good stuff. And if you're a fan of the, the being the elite, they have quite a bit of that footage on their vlog this week between that match. So if you want some real good quality, high definition quality footage of that match and you didn't get to see it, you go on the YouTube being the elite. And watch it, because they got a lot of excellent footage in that. Just excellent stuff, dude. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we'll move on to the women's match. Jamie Hayter defeats Ruby Soho and Soraya in a triple threat match. And at the end of this match, we had Ruby Soho turning heel and joining the outsiders, the outside women. And uh, the Duke had, uh, said, I do believe this is the... The birth of the idea of a woman's trios title. You heard that idea right here on the Duke's Dive first. I really do believe this is going to be the spark, sparking that idea of a woman's trios title. Because you're not going to add another, like a woman's TV title, or you're not going to add another woman's title, because they already have the TNT title, the, the TBS title. Excuse me. And then they have the women's title, but they got a hell of a lot of roster, you know. They got the, also the ROH women's title. So I think it would make sense to do a women's trios title, and then you have AEW, you got ROH, and then maybe it'll be a cross promotional thing to where it could be defended on AEW and Ring of Honor. Get these women in some trios matches. I know the AEW is big on the trios matches, just like Japan. The Americanized version of the trios match is very well done in uh, under the hands of AEW, of course, before, you know, the king of trios was Chikara. And a lot of those guys are still around, ladies and gentlemen, of course. We like the big ups to them, like Razor Hawk and stuff like that. Oh, it's, it was, that was a really, really special time of time, a really special moment in time of professional wrestling. You had to have been there. Some awesome stuff was Chikara, unfortunately, closed their doors, just to some, we won't get into that, that is, that's a, 
whole nother documentary. I digest. <clears throat> we had Hangman Adam Page defeating John Moxley in a Texas death match. My thought is, you know, I do believe that death that the if you're going to do a Texas death match or you're going to include the word death match, you should at least have some kind of glass. But they did make do with what they had. Very limited amount of uh, brutal weaponry they did have, but I think it would have sent it up to that extra level to see one of them dudes go through a pane of glass or take a bundle of tubes, you know, just like that episode of uh, Chris Jericho versus Chris, um, excuse me, Nick Gage, or when, um, what was it, Moxley got put through the table, the the, the, the glass in the uh, table back in the day, whatever you want to call it, and then I just, yeah, I think that could that really put that up there to that next level. Um, but we did see Hangman Adam Page buckshot John Moxley and choke him out on the ring apron with a freaking chain. So I think that goes a long way in cementing Adam Hangman Adam Page being a real badass. And he's got a real badass new song too. Which of course I like the other one too. But this new one slaps as the kids say. I'm going to stop doing that. I don't, I don't think I should be doing using the kids lingo. I'm too old for that, for crying out loud. Next up, here's the one that was a scrub. I completely forgot about it. I didn't add my reshoot to the new one. I got it wrong anyway. You could either scrub it or say I got it wrong, whatever you want to say. Wardlow defeats Samoa Joe, and he is the new um, TNT champion. Um, Wardlow reversed a freaking uh, rear naked choke into a... uh, Death Valley Driver, a DVD. Super cool. Then he taps out Joe with a rear naked choke. This match was cool. A lot of ground-based bash-em-up stuff here. We had the Gun Club defeating the acclaimed Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Of course, this is another one. Of course, I completely forgot that the Gun Club was tag team champion. So, uh, bad, bad, their brain there. And then, Completely, I don't even know, man, what, what went on right here. I told you that the Acclaim was going to walk out tag team champions, and uh, they weren't even tag team champions to begin with. The Gun Club walked out tag team champions, but this was a great display of tag team wrestling. So, with that being said, after the match, FTR returned. Big pop. Love to see them back on TV. I do believe that a uh, CM Punk return is very imminent after this, and especially after the scrum. There was quite a few references to him in the scrum. So um, <clears throat> I think it's just a matter of time. I think they're going to have to wait. They're, they're going to wait till a, a big stage to reveal CM Punk. I'm, I'm telling you. Or maybe he's not even coming back. Who knows at this point? It's a crazy toss-up, crazy situation. Ladies and gentlemen... The star of the show, we got MJF versus Brian Danielson. And I got some pictures here of uh, MJF's entrance because I just thought that was excellent. That was really cool. His entrance was awesome. He came out as the devil. You know, I'm never one to give uh, this guy his flowers, MJF, but his entrance was awesome. He had a whole orchestra playing violin, playing his theme song. He'll come out with this mask. Look at this, guys. I'm not one to give this guy his flowers, but boy, 
was that entrance cool? Look at that mask. He is the demon. He is the demon of AEW. So, uh, like I said, he, he starts it out. He starts tossing Brian around into the turnbuckles. It's a real nasty situation. Hits a nice wing clipper on Daniel Bryan. But ben, Daniel Bryan does come back here. He scores his first pinfall with 34 minutes and 28 seconds to remain. But after that, MDF shortly scores rapid two falls on Daniel Bryan. He freaking elbow drops him through a table, busts him open, and then he takes him and pile drives him through the rubble, uh, busting Daniel Bryan open. And then MJF picks up a, a, uh, a third fall with less than 20 minutes remaining. So he's got three falls to Daniel Bryan's one. But Brian Danielson picks up a second win and busts MJF, MJF open with a diving headbutt, and it was awesome to see Daniel Bryan take MJF to the woodshed, bloody him up, beat him real bad, and look at that. Look at that face. A face only a mother could love. And I'm... If you've seen her posters in this crowd, I'm not quite sure if that could be said, even. Because I'm sure she's tired of his nonsense, too. But anyways, like I said, uh, MJF picks up that third fall. Then Brian picks up his second with that headbutt. Brian hits a boo psycho knee on MJF. Locks in the belt in the bell lock. He ties the game up. Three falls to three falls. The clock runs out. The timer is done. Uh, you know, three to three, the clock runs out. We're, we're, we're to think that MJF is going to retain. That's not the case. The man in charge, Tony Khan, says that's we're not going to have this ending. He's not going to have that match end that way. We're in sudden overtime. So... MJF, he gets knocked down by the Busaiko knee again, kicks out of it, kicks out of the second Busaiko knee. At this point in time, excuse me, the clock had run out. He's on the ground getting oxygen. He's sucking wind. And like I said in my predictions video, the slimy bastard is going to cheat. He picks up a freaking oxygen tank that they were putting on his face because he was sucking wind down. He hits Daniel Bryan in the head with the freaking oxygen tank. Puts on the label lock in a disgraceful display and taps Daniel Bryan out for the third time. He wins in sudden overdrive. He retains his title. Ladies and gentlemen, that finishes AEW Revolution. And since this is a pay-per-view, I'm going to give it a, a, a grade out of 1 through 10. Um, I know I didn't. I, I, I completely forgot to give No Surrender its flowers. As of pay-per-view, it did get a 6.5 for me. It wasn't the best, but it was pretty damn good. And uh, AEW Revolution 2023... I got about a 62% on the prediction. So it was a it was a pretty decent show, but it wasn't the best. And it wasn't exactly super, super strong. I would have to say AEW Revolution comes down to getting a seven. So it's not the worst review. 
It was about a, a passing grade. It's about a C. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached, we've reached the end of the dive. Usually here I have a dive five um, man-woman tag show. So let's get into that real quick before we jump out here for some promotion. Um, man of the week. Let's go ahead and... Wow, am I really doing this? I'm about really to really give MJF my man of the week. I'm going to have to. MJF gets man of the week here. MJF. Hmm. Woman of the week, I'm going to have to give that to Mickey James because nobody's doing that like she's doing at that age. And this, this last run, that last rodeo, man, she already jumped out of that situation. You know, we thought she'd lose and get re, uh, retired, but she's not. And she's still the champ and she's still going strong and she's still kicking butt. So she is the woman of the week and tag team of the week. You know who I'm giving that to. Shout out to the Bullet Club, the ABC Connection, Ace Austin and Chris Bay get the tag team of the week. Um, match of the week. Wow, okay. I got to give that to Daniel Bryan and MJF. What would I be thinking if I didn't give a 60-minute masterpiece classic the match of the week? And as far as show of the week, yeah, AEW Revolution picks up, AEW, picks up the show of the week there. So... With that being said, we had a pretty awesome, ex excellent week of wrestling. And um, I can tell you next week is going to be good, too, because I'm going to be picking up Pro Wrestling Revolver. That's my uh, intermittent indie show that I cover. They're awesome. They, uh, um, Phil Stamper's the man of the, the hour there. And um, <clears throat> they have a lot of impact people. So it's like our normal, regular indie guys we see on IWTV plus the impact guys. So it's like a match made in heaven there. So. I always like to cover them, guys, and we'll have the, uh, of course, the second week of Ring of Honor tapings, and um, I'm sure there's something else, too, but I'm forgetting, but uh, don't forget that WrestleMania is coming up. I'd like to have Paul on here. We'll give you some predictions, and we'll maybe um, come on here and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about WrestleMania. Of course, a big, excellent event. Um, yeah. We got some stuff coming in with the Duke's Dive. I'm back. I'm fully back. The mind is right. The body's right. I'm ready to give you guys the excellent content of wrestling podcasts that you're looking forward to and that you uh, have come to know from the Duke's from the Duke from the OG Smart Mark. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this video, leave a like, comment, and tell us how much you liked it. Subscribe, of course, subscribe to the channel. Ring that bell to get all notifications every time we upload the videos. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, keep it wicked. What is up, Wicked Turtle Nation? We just wanted to let you guys know that Wicked Turtle Network has decided to join the Ray's Rebellion as brand ambassadors for Ray's Energy Drink. Ray's Energy gives you fresh, and that stands for focus, recovery, Energy, stamina, and hydration. With zero sugar, absolutely no crash, electrolytes, and BCAA aminos. I encourage everyone listening or watching right now to raise up and join the Raise Rebellion yourself by going to your local GNC, vitamin shop, or even online at repsports.com. And order yourself some Raise Energy drinks or other athletic supplements in bulk. And when checking out, use the order code WICKEDTURTLE for a 15% discount. 
The website and order code will be in the description of this cat.